paranormal pleasantries, you spooky people. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I'm your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is My Spooky, spooky Gay, gay Family. family. didn't even have the orange <laughs> red bull today and you're still being so rude it wasn't rude it was a realization after you'd already said it for just because of the topic today i felt that in retrospect hindsight being 2020 that it should have been paranoid pleasantries as opposed to paranormal pe- pleasantries i think paranormal works it does some work. people are afraid of the paranormal yes they are I'm afraid of the paranormal. I'm terrified of it. (laughs) I find it horrifying. (laughs) Kids, welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. We are very excited. We have a fun topic for today. We are going to be discussing uh, something that I don't think anyone actually likes. Right? Yeah. No, I I would argue probably not. Uh, We are discussing phobias today. Uh, We thought that it would be good since we're in the midst of probably one of the most crazy and chaotic times in in our recent history with, you know, pandemics and presidential elections. We thought, why not give you more to be afraid of? (laughs) The Fantasy Island movie is out. (laughs) Fantasy. I haven't heard anything about it. it I've, I've heard it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know necessarily that anyone should be surprised by that, given the premise. I mean, I I was never a fan of Fantasy Island before. I mean, it's essentially the deadliest game mixed with, like, an old 70s TV show that had nothing to do with that. So it's like, okay. I never watched the TV show in the 70s, though, to be fair. Well, you weren't around. Neither was well, I. Well, there are other TV shows from the 70s that I've watched. That's true. <laughs> Plenty of movies from the 70s that we watched. I know. We watched one, basically one tonight. It was filmed in the 70s. It was filmed in the 70s, but it came out in the 80s. And it's coming out. uh, We're going to be talking about it in next week's episode. So I'm not going to tell you all what it is at the moment. I also just realized what shirt you're wearing at the moment. (laughs) I came prepared. You apparently did. You are very excited for tonight. I I really am very excited for tonight. It is one of Sam's favorite movies. Yes. And we're recording it right after this. We are. We're going to turn off uh, phobias and turn on something Something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, it's phobias. We're talking strictly uh, only about phobias and nothing else for the next uh, 47 to 57 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to hold ourselves to that. Yeah. See how long that lasts. I give it two and a half minutes. I, that's very generous of we're you. Doing it now. We're basically moving yeah, off the no, topic as we speak. My goodness. Uh, I I think phobias actually is kind of a perfect topic for this week because of the current climate. Yes. And um, to be fair, we are recording this on Super Tuesday, so we don't know who won yet. 
So um, we are experiencing one of our phobias possibly at the our moment. Our phobia at the moment is turning on the news. So yeah. we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna sit here quietly and, and do our little dog and pony show and, and just block out the world for the next, I don't know, two to three hours. You know, and what's funny is I keep like looking at my phone and thinking I should open Facebook and going, No, don't do no, it. Don't, bad. D- that would be terrible. Bad pissy. <laughs> <laughs> Social media is turning into one of my phobias, <laughs> I think. Uh, so why don't we jump into it? I think, yeah, let's I think go right now's on ahead. as good a time as any. Uh, I think it, I think it's good if we start with a general outline of what we think a phobia is. Because there is a, a, a difference between a phobia and just something you're afraid of. Yes, because just something you're afraid of might be a completely rational response to something. Like, if, right. if you're really afraid of being eaten by sharks, that's not a completely irrational fear. If it means you can't, like, go in your swimming pool, that's a phobia. That's a phobia, yes. That's kind of the difference. If, if the fear transcends reality. <laughs> yeah, basically. Or, or not even just reality, but if it transcends, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? justification or yeah. or um reason i i do think i like the word rational versus irrational it, i think that's it what it comes to down to and that's the word I, I think i was looking for i'm just having okay. a very hard time putting thoughts together today <laughs> uh if it if it transcends rationality i think it, it qualifies as a phobia yeah and even again something that could be a completely rational fear when taken to a certain degree becomes a phobia exactly like it's like you said sharks are a rational fear but if you are if you're swimming in the ocean yeah if you're swimming in the ocean but if but even then sometimes it's like well is it a completely rational fear for you know if you're in a spot where like very few shark attacks happen and you're swimming during at like noon like you know it's like not to say that it's impossible but it's far less likely that you would ever experience a shark attack at those Under those circumstances. I don't think it's necessarily irrational at that point. Even if it's just you've you've picked those times and locations to kind of minimize your risk. I mean, that's just thinking ahead. That's not Mm -hmm. necessarily paranoia. If, again, you can't swim in the ocean unless there's 900 other people and, like, there's shark watchers on the beach, (laughs) that might be a little different. I think I have a phobia then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I think I've definitely crossed into phobia territory. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. I, I think I think a lot of people have that phobia. Like I, I don't think it's an uncommon one. What do you think is probably like if you had to pick something that you were like, wow, I can't understand this phobia, what would you say it was? Um, I don't understand um triskaidekaphobia, which is the fear of the number thirteen. Mm. I I don't know if it's just my brain isn't hardwired to that kind of superstition or what it is but like i i understand that the person who has it is suffering greatly from something that they don't have control over but i don't understand how you got to being afraid of a numeral yeah that to me does seem uh, a bit strange i don't want to say that like to the point where like hotels don't have 13th floors yeah like like, 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 that's like insane. it's still the 13th floor you just yeah. didn't number yeah, it it's that way still 13 like, like it's not <laughs> But that's the thing. It's a, it's a fear of the numeral, not of 13 things. I have to tell you, I stayed at a hotel um, last week, and this has nothing to do with phobias. I stayed at a hotel <laughs> last Someone week. Someone check the timer. <laughs> How far did we get? I stayed at a hotel last week, and it was in, uh, it was near Times Square. 
-hmm. It was actually closer, I think, to like Herald Square or somewhere in that area. Um, And this hotel was the most fucking ridiculous hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. It was it's one of those like new little like it's not little because it's owned by a major brand and I won't say which one. Uh, But it's like one of those like boutique hotels where they're trying to be trendy and cool and hip. So like all the rooms are really small and it's and it it, like (laughs) the lighting is terrible and it doesn't it doesn't it's so small. They didn't even have like an ironing board. They gave you a steamer. We're trying to be trendy. So everything's terrible. That's what I said. I was like, I, like using the elevator, you have to walk up to this pad and you have to like press the floor you want to go to and then, or, and you have to, pre- what was it? You have to, you have to select like guest bedrooms and then you have to select your floor and then you have to hold your key up to the thing and the ele- it'll tell you which elevator to go to. And that elevator will then be programmed to take you to the floor you're supposed to go to. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck sense does this make? This has not yeah. streamlined like, was anything. Was someone like really confused? Like if you're in room like 401, like were they confused as to where they had to go? But that was my like- thing. It's like, <laughs> it's one thing for technology. Because I know people will say I sound like a fogey for this, but it's like, I don't mind the technology changing. I just want the technology to serve a a purpose. It's like, that does not make my situation easier. It's easier for me to just get on an elevator and press a floor number. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't take like an extra like 45 seconds to do that. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's some argument that would be like, oh, it's distributing people to the elevators more evenly. And like, so the wait times are probably shorter. But I I have a hard time believing that. I mean. Because you just spend the wait looking for how to use the fucking machine. Like, I'm sure it's probably like some efficiency expert walked in and said this is the best way to do that. But like. I feel like a lot of times those plans don't take into account like human common sense. It's not even human common sense, but it's like human it, human interaction. It's like, yeah, it makes the most sense if everyone knows how to do it. But if most people don't know how to do it and they don't yeah. because the guy at the desk had to give me uh, like training on how to use the <laughs> elevator when I walked in. I was like, which I'm is... sure makes his job just just so much more be- more fun. I, and I was like. Like, what a fucking nightmare to be that guy when, like, 16 people are waiting to check in. It's like, like okay, gather around. Yeah, you have to teach everyone how to use the <laughs> elevator. Like, Look, fuck off. Follow along in your notebook. And then it only got worse. Like, when you get upstairs to your room, like, like I said, it was a boutique hotel, so it was, like, trying to be trendy and, and all that bullshit. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, American hotels trying to emulate what they think, like, a European hostel is like or something like that. But I see it more and more these days as someone who constantly has to do their makeup in a hotel room. They keep putting over. They the keep fucking. Bucket. Well, they keep <laughs> fucking up the lighting in these bathrooms. <laughs> it's like I stayed in this room and there was one recessed bulb directly above my head. And I was like, <laughs> it's like trying to put on makeup in the dark. I would <laughs> I would have just as easily. I could have just turned off all the lights in the room and done it with my fingers. Like I, I, there was, there was no, I was like, who wants this? Even, even if you're not a drag queen, like even if you're just the average person who's putting makeup on in their bedroom, like why would you want to be putting makeup on Gollum? I, I, I like, I, I don't know why anyone would want this. It's so stupid. Now I wish Kevin was here. <laughs> 
to do his Gollum Stupid impression. Hobbitses. I can't do it as well <laughs> as <okay>. Kevin. <laughs> I tried. I gave it. No, I gave no, it, it a, was good. I gave it a good effort. No, it was good. Um, is there a phobia that you don't quite like? Is there one that you just don't understand how it could be a phobia? Yeah, people who are afraid of making good hotels. That's what I. <laughs> that's a. That is a phobia I just can't get on board with. <laughs> Making comfortable hotels. That is the people who are afraid of comfort. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you're paying all this money to stay in a hotel, why the fuck wouldn't you want it to be more comfortable than the average thing? I mean, I've stayed in some pretty cheap ass hotels, and and they at least have like lamps. <laughs> like, I this once, one did not. It, I once it, it should have just a, had candles. In a days in where we found Fruit Loops under the sheets. Whoops. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, you guys. And that was after we got it. You guys cleaned in here, huh? <laughs> like, like there is a full bowl of cereal in the middle of my bed. Which means they like, clearly didn't change the sheets between yeah, you and we, the person before you. Yeah, we talked to the front about, about wow, that. Wow, that's gross. Yeah, it was it was nice. It's horrifying to think like how much trust you're putting in people at a hotel and how much they probably take advantage of it. See, that's I mean, a phobia I, I think, can. I think most yeah. people are, are conscientious. I don't. I, I don't. I don't worry about it. Like I've had. That's like the only like truly, ew experience I think I've ever had in a hotel. So I, I do. Mm. I do think that most, you know, ninety eight percent of the hospitality workers out there are, are in fact very conscientious about their jobs. I mean, I would hope so, but I guess as a consumer, you're just kind of forced to take them at their word. That's my phobia. I think, is, is a, I'm slowly developing a phobia of hotels. Oh, no. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So back to phobias. Uh, now that I've, I've taken us on this tangent for, for quite long enough. Yeah, okay. We have named some of the phobias that we don't understand. What would you say are some of your phobias? All of the above. Like, like, like <laughs> is, there, is there a checkbox for all of the above? Like I, <laughs> it goes. How far does it go? <laughs> how <laughs> far not, is all of the above? Like I mean, I definitely, definitely arachnophobia. Arachnophobia, mm-hmm. like one hundred percent arachnophobia. Especially after the movie. Yes. Gave um, you reason. Yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> they didn't do a very good job of, um, of making it seem like a silly phobia. I'm afraid of flying. As am I. I don't know what that's called. Aerophobia. That's... They're trying real hard. <laughs> um, let's see. Dentophobia. Dentophobia is fear of the dentist. Totally have that. <laughs> Which is silly because it should be fear of teeth. It, it is. It should be fear of teeth. It doesn't make any sense. And, then, and it does tie into one of my phobias, so which is my much, fear of sharks. Like in the fear of teeth, like that's what I was about to say is like there's so much context involved. Like what kind of teeth? I know. Like do the, the teeth, teeth have of a zipper? Like, like if like you ran into the tooth fairy, would that be like the worst case scenario for you? Or is it <laughs> just like teeth, falls. like teeth in like a deadly animal that could eat you? Like that's a reasonable fear. I mean, that's, I, I'm totally fine with that. I, I think that, I actually think that a fear of teeth is understandable. There are, uh, there are a lot of things about teeth that are creepy. Yeah. It's pieces of protruding bone that we use to eat. And that we don't think fucking twice about. Yeah. We don't, we're never like, oh, our bones are showing. Yeah, like, seriously. And oh, we just gave each other a new phobia. <laughs> oh, gross. Like, now I'm like, now I'm almost up. Oh, it's okay. no. No, I'm sorry. I was saying aerophobia, arachnophobia, dentophobia, definitely. Mm-hmm. Fear of the um, dentist. Fear of heights. Fear of heights. What is, <clears throat> what is that? I don't actually know the Latin for that one. Hyophobia. Probably. It's probably like heightophobia. <laughs> Whoa, phobia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
actually know, and this is this is one of the things that it's kind of hard for me on occasion to figure out what is a phobia and what is just a symptom of my PTSD. Mm. Like in the interest of full disclosure, I have a diagnosis. <laughs> and that diagnosis is for a panic disorder. So it's kind of difficult occasionally to tell what the difference is between I have an irrational fear of something and my body has a primal response to certain stimuli that sends me into panic. I mean, that's that's fair. I don't I have never experienced PTSD. Do you think that you're good at 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 some point in the moment realizing whether or not what you're experiencing is related to a phobia or a PTSD? I mean, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield would say no because they're still paying a lot of money for people <laughs> to teach me how to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I I, th- I think most of the time I can figure out, like, when I've hit a point where it's like, oh, okay, this is... Sarah calls my PTSD Pam. She calls it post-traumatic Pam. Post-traumatic Pam. <laughs> I can usually figure out when Pam is talking. <laughs> like, like, um, and then we do the Archer joke, which is, you're not my supervisor, and more run away. But... Um, <laughs> You know, I'm usually pretty good at figuring out when when it's Pam that's doing it and when it's like my normal thinking rational brain. Yeah. But my normal thinking rational brain isn't all that rational. See, arachnophobia, aerophobia, dentophobia, and yeah. heights. And like... I mean, I will say, I I don't have PTSD, but I do have. I, I would say, and I I have no diagnosis, so I can't say like I 100% know that I have this, but I am reasonably sure that I have some kind of anxiety disorder um and a lot of that does come like i have weird things that give me anxiety like right now david is uh, has driven somewhere to do a photo shoot and if david had gone alone he's with bob luckily Mm -hmm. but if david had gone alone and he was gone like even two minutes longer than i thought he should have been i go to like david's dead and i know that that's I know that that's a, like, that's a usual fear. Yeah. But it happens to me, like, every day. No, I mean, I can definitely relate to that. I'm the same way. Um, Sarah has a rather long commute to work. Mm -hmm. And I know what time (laughs) she should be home. Yeah. And I and know she walks in what with a time bag she and should like, be getting Fuck. to work. <laughs> and um, we have actually taken the step of like, we are supposed to text each other when we get places. I yeah. admit that I am worse at remembering to do that than Sarah is. David is worse. Um. <laughs> David never. I told David, you heard me when he left yes. the apartment today. I said, text me when you get there. No text. And that was uh, four hours ago. And it doesn't take four hours to get to Queens. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say He's probably fine. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that he's fine. If nothing else, I'm sure that if we texted Bob right now, I'm sure that Bob would respond. Well, not necessarily but, because well, Bob, that's doesn't Bob doesn't ever answer, answer any texts. Text ever. <laughs> Is there a fear of someone not returning your text? There's got to be a phobia for that, right? Phonophobia. Like, I feel like I should look that up. It's probably like no return a callophobia or something. <laughs> no return a callophobia. <laughs> uh, what is phonophobia a fear of sounds? It should be based on the Latin, but dentophobia should be a fear of teeth. Of so teeth. for all so I know, knows? it's a fear of the phone. The telephone. <laughs> yeah. like It probably is now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely do have like irrational fears or like I will find myself being, I will find myself in a situation and I will start to automatically project the worst onto it. And I will be able to totally justify every one of my fears, but then will be completely proven wrong. 
Yeah, no, there's there's this weird mental calculus you do when you're doing that kind of like, no, but what if this happens? But what if that happens? But what if this happens? It's like, I'm not allowed to go on the internet when I'm in states like that because I will find statistics. <laughs> like, I will instantly be like, no, there's a 39% chance that she's already dead and she's standing in front of me. Like, it's like... <laughs> she's, she's like, put the phone down, Sam. Like, stop, stop looking Give at me them. the cell phone. Thank you very much. Go sit down. Oh, no, goodness. like the the slightest little hiccup in my daily routine, and it's like, fuck, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> Everybody's gonna everyone's die immediately. Uh, and the, like the slightest <laughs> little hiccup, I'm looking to the sky for the bomb. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what, what, like, what's happening? <laughs> it's like I feel strange. There must be a nuclear bomb falling. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that severe. But Mine like, can be sometimes. <laughs> I will say like. I, and again, not a totally unfounded fear, but like I commute into the city by car often and usually through a tunnel or bridge almost exclusively. I'm aware because I worry about you. And it's like, not that I ever think, not that I ever feel actually afraid, but there's always a moment when like I'm stuck in traffic in a tunnel Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, this would be terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the worst possible place. Not to give anyone ideas, but. But that is a legitimate fear of mine, you know. And again, I don't think that's a phobia because it's rational considering the state of the world we're living in. But but again, it's that to what degree are you fearful? Exactly. Like it's, it's one of those things that, again, having a panic disorder, one of the biggest problems for working through that is discerning what is and is not a rational level of fear response. Mm-hmm. So... Again, if you're sitting in your car and you're getting kind of nervous because traffic's not moving, that's a rational fear response. If you refuse to take the tunnel or get on a ferry or cross a bridge because you're worried something might happen, that is an irrational fear response to something that you have no way of knowing whether or not it's going to happen or not. You know what's funny? I never knew this (laughs) until mom moved down to... what, where Florida. was she? In, where in Florida was she? I think she was she was somewhere near Tampa. It started with an S. I can't remember it. I, I don't remember. It wasn't Saratoga. I know it wasn't Saratoga, or Sarasota. What's the one in Florida? I I don't fucking know. Who knows? Mom. It doesn't matter. Back when she lived there, I remember Bob and Kevin telling me that like, if you drove in a certain direction, there was like a bridge that went on for miles. And I never knew this about mom, but she was very afraid of bridges. Yeah, no, she was very afraid of particularly suspension bridges. She had a hard yeah. time with them because they were so high up. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't know if it was just because of the height or if it was the fact that it was a bridge. Because I don't remember mom having a particularly bad fear of heights. No, but like I do remember her like she always kind of got a little tense. Like even when we were going to Point Pleasant because mm-hmm. there's that bridge to get over onto onto the beach side of the town. Yeah. Like, I remember she didn't like that bridge. Like, and that one wasn't particularly high or particularly long. I just knew she didn't like it. Yeah. So I think it was more a, if God forbid something happened, like, there's nothing but water underneath you. I think Mm -hmm. it was the, I think it was the empty space under the car that got her. Yeah. I mean, I will say that, like, I am not always the most comfortable on, uh, on a bridge, but I... I wouldn't call it a phobia, but I know I know it's more related to my fear of heights than 
my my fear of bridges. I wasn't scared of bridges until the one and only time I drove over the Tappan Zee Bridge. The Tappan Zee Bridge no longer exists. It's now the Mario Cuomo Bridge. But is it really? Yeah, no they they tore down the old Tappan Zee Bridge and built a new bridge next to it. And it's I've Mario driven Cuomo over that bridge in the yeah. not very distant past yeah. <laughs> and still have called it the Tappan Zee Bridge. I mean, I still call it the Tappan Zee too because no one's ever going to call it the fucking Mario Cuomo Bridge. Like yeah, no one's ever going to fucking fuck. call it that. But. <laughs> Yeah, no, the one and only time I drove over the, the OG Tappan Zee Bridge, um, it was right before they they put it out of service. And I was driving over it in dad's Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just set up for failure right off the bat. And like, there were holes in this bridge, like there were potholes where you could see the water through oh, the Jesus. fucking potholes. And I'm like... I'm thinking about it now going, it is an absolute miracle that nobody died. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it is an absolute fucking miracle that oh, nobody geez. did, like, the rope bridge in Indiana Jones on this shit. My God. I didn't even know that. I mean, I have not driven over the Mario Cuomo bridge. Uh, it's a very nice new bridge, and there are no holes through, through which you can see the water. So. Well, that's good. That That is very <laughs> nice. You know, I've often wondered why bridges aren't enclosed. Because it does, it kind of doesn't make sense. Adds that to the not. weight. I mean, I suppose, yeah. But these days, there must be materials that. Uh, I mean, there must be, but I guess they figure like, why do that? Plus, also, then everyone who lives upriver of it complains because they lost their river view, and, blah, 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 and mm. it becomes a whole big thing. Is that a phobia, fear of uh, your your property devaluing? <laughs> um, it's not a phobia. I I have because it devalues just by me being present on it. So like I. I just live with the reality of it every day. But it's not specific to you, and that's no. what you should know. <laughs> it's not just whatever property you're on. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, goodness. So the thing I... I will say my biggest phobias are probably heights. I will agree with you on heights. Mm -hmm. um, sharks. Mm -hmm. Although I think sharks... It's hard to tell where one phobia ends and another begins sometimes. There are certainly overlap. Yeah, because there I have a fear of sharks, but I also have a fear of open water. Um, Which could be directly It's related. related. I'm positive yeah. that it's related. But um, yeah, it's hard to... It's like I said, it's kind of hard to say where one ends and another begins. Because I am also afraid of like lakes. I get very nervous when I'm if I'm like swimming in a lake. That is what the what the fuck is it called? The lassophobia. The lassophobia, yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whoever named the lassophobia. That's a lot of soft consonants, guys. I know. The lassophobia. <laughs> can you imagine trying to say that with like a lisp? The lassophobia. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> wow. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I definitely have thalassophobia. I feel like I'm saying it with a lisp now, but Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of lisps. Uh, I I have thalassophobia. I have a fear of sharks. I have sharkophobia. Um, it's. I looked it up the other day. I can't remember what the fuck it is now. Dentophobia. No, it is I'm not. I'm afraid of sharks that are dentists. <laughs> I'm afraid of dentists and sharks and sharks, sharks that are dentists, dentists and regular sharks. Uh, definitely heights. I am very afraid of heights. I am afraid of flying. Uh, but again, it's like my fear of flying is not entirely irrational. 
I don't think. And that's where it becomes difficult. It's like, well, it's certainly a phobia because every time I get on a plane, I'm like paralyzed with fright. But I I do think that it, it it's not totally unjustified. No, it's not. Um, by the way, the fear of sharks is called galeophobia. That doesn't G-A-L-E-O. sound right. G-A-L-E-O. I'm sure it has something to do with the scientific classification for sharks. Because Galileo was a shark. <laughs> Galileophobia. I'm afraid of Galileo. <laughs> the church certainly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that my fear of flying is irrational because there are a lot of scary things about flying i mean i love how people are like you're statistically far more likely to die in a car i'm like far more likely is not the same thing as you won't i know and people say that to me all the time and i'm like yes but when i die in a car i don't fall forty thousand feet first yeah (laughs) i don't have the 10 seconds to think about it usually 10 seconds is a very i'm I'm being nice (laughs) to myself this is self-compassion i know (laughs) i'm like that is my fear you know. Yeah, no, like it's it's the anticipation of the crash more than the crash itself that that is terrifying. Yeah, because a car accident, you usually have what, a couple seconds maybe, maybe if you even see it coming. But like if you're if if you're about to die in a plane crash, there's you know. no way you don't yeah. know unless you're like me and you take 3 Xanax when unless you get on a plane. Unless you're one of those truly <laughs> lucky people who just passes out the minute the cabin depressure. I don't know how they do it. I need it. a Xanax. I'm sorry. We can, <laughs> we got to stop talking about that one. That yeah. one's going to like that one's going to send me like straight straight to the pills. I know. I'm it's I, it's the same thing that uh the beginning of Final Destination does to me. I'm like I can't do this. This is too much for me. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. I, it's especially like the the one girl that gets like sucked out of the plane. It's, it's like, "Nope, I'm out." <laughs> That's a step beyond where I'd like to go. I mean, that whole movie, because, like, I'm one of those people who is absolutely convinced that I'm going to die in a terribly embarrassing, like, Rube Goldbergian kind of way. <laughs> like, I'm going to do something really stupid and end up dying in, like, a really dumb, preventable way. So, like, Final Destination is one of those movies that is just, like, instantly anxiety-provoking. Because I'm like, yeah, that could happen to me. <laughs> like... I- <laughs> I remember when RuPaul's Drag Race did that uh, that runway that was like, how would your drag character die? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a viewing party at the time and the, I would do the runway from the week before the mm-hmm. next week. And I knew Pissy Miles. I, I did a look where um, I used prosthetics to make it look like there was a little ring in my throat. Mm-hmm. And I painted the bottom half of my face like blue. Mm-hmm. And then I was carrying a bag of donuts. Like, I know <laughs> I'm going to die choking on a donut. <laughs> I know it. I know that one day that's how I'm going out. Is that even possible? I feel like the dough would dissolve. Like, eventually, like, it would get wet enough that it would just kind of go down. Wouldn't it? I, I imagine. I feel like it's hard to, to choke on something soft like that. I'm sure people have choked on things that were soft. I'm I'm positive that you could. I'm choke making on a it donut. worse. <laughs> I'm, <it's> not, <laughs> I'm like I ate Entenmann's yesterday. Like I'm not. <laughs> the next time you reach for a donut, you're gonna, you're like, you're gonna stop uh, yourself. It's like that scene in Thirty Rock when Liz Lemon uh, is when someone says to her, she's like, "I'm fine being single," and they're like, "Really? You live alone?" And she's like, "Yeah, I know." And they're like, "So there's no one there to to save you if you're choking?" And she's like, "I'm fine." And that night, she's at home and she's <laughs> eating dinner and she starts to choke and oh, she's no. like, "Oh no!" And she has to like throw herself on the back of a chair to save herself. 
<laughs> That's Pissy Miles. Oh, God. Pissy Miles is going to choke on a donut alone at home. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't think I have a lot of other phobias. I mean, I don't think... It, it's one of those things where I don't know necessarily that we, anyone should be plugging to, like, oh, I've got all of them. You know, like I said <laughs> earlier. But um, We do know people, I'm sure, who would claim I'm they did. I'm sure that we do. I can think but, of at least one off the top of my head. <laughs> but... I mean, and I'm just leaving that right there and I'm walking away from it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I... And if you think it's you... It, it is. is. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Is, we there just a, is, there a pho- is there a phobia of, like, people talking about you? There's got to be. I'm there's, sure. There's one. Talk about your phobia. Yeah. Gossophobia. <laughs> You're afraid of gossip. Backstabophobia. Backstabophobia. I don't have any friendsophobia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't scare me. I'm sure people talk about me. I hear about it all the time. See, I have social anxiety, so that totally scares me. I've gotten used to it because I definitely have social anxiety as well. But I think that anytime you're a person who, because I'm not, like I've said this many times and I'm going to say it again. Like I'm not famous, but I am well known. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure people talk about. I'm visible. Yes, I am visible. I will not be starring in any movies with that girl from The Handmaid's Tale anytime soon. Um, (laughs) That's an invisible man joke for those of you. (laughs) What's her name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. I will not be in any movies with Elizabeth Moss. Um, Which still messes me up because she was the daughter on West Wing and I can't see her as anything else now. Was she really? Yeah, she was the president's daughter on the West Wing. She must have been very young. Well, she was. She was playing his daughter. She was like, I think. When did the West Wing air? Late 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Really? Yeah. I thought it was later than that. No. It started, I want to say, in like 1998 or 99. I've never watched it, if I'm being honest. It's an amazing show. Really? Yes. But anyway, phobias. <laughs> the West Wing, the West Wing, like, had a big part in shaping kind of how I expect my government to work. And it's a completely idealized format of it. And I completely yeah. understand that it is unrealistic to expect this. But, like, it, it, a lot of sort of the ideals I got from the West Wing. And I, I'm perfectly comfortable saying that. <laughs> Dad will use it against me in an argument next week. Okay. <laughs> I'm very curious. I have not talked to him recently about whether or not he's continued to listen to the podcast. And so I'm very interested to find out if he's if he's still listening. Have you asked him? <laughs> I haven't asked him and I haven't received any text messages asking me to not talk about things. So one day we should just know. we should just like sneak attack him. And while we're recording, just get him on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right the only now. way he's to do it. He's probably home right now. I know, but it's it's almost eight o'clock at night. He's been asleep for hours. No, he has. <laughs> he has to stay up and 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 cuddle Loki, who is now his favorite child. Kevin's dog Loki has replaced all of us <laughs> as the apple of it's our true. father's What's eye. What's the phobia for my father loves his pets more than me? <laughs> <laughs> Loki loveophobia. Loki loveophobia. Yeah, no. It's fine. Uh. I feel like this is actually more fun to just make up new phobia names. It's like it's like making up drag names, except it's a lot easier because it's funnier the the, the more direct they are. I know. It just it, I I'm having a ball coming up with phobia names. <laughs> what the hell was I talking about? Um, Dan. 
and then before that i don't have a phobia of dad no that's good that's 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 good um (laughs) (laughs) i'm so tired i'm sure he's i'm sure he'd be happy to hear it too that i don't have that i'm not terrified of him anymore and he, well, I was never afraid of him. It was just that uh, I, no, I like to I like to challenge him, <laughs> as all children do. I'm pretty sure every one of Dad dad's had my gray son hairs, is an assholephobia. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think every one of his gray hairs are my fault. I think I did that. For I him. mean, there are four more of us. Like, you can't take credit for all of them. I don't think you gave Dad any gray hair. I totally did. No. Yes, I did. What? Which gray hair is yours? I was the first one to come out. So his initial my kid is gay panic was my gray hair. <laughs> it has my name stenciled on it. The someone's going to kick the crap out of my kid for being a queer gray hair. That's my hair. <laughs> I own it. All right. Well, I guess I can give you that one. But oh, he's you. got. Well, I was going to say he's got so many hairs, but I guess <laughs> now I'm, I'm probably. It's more in his beard. I'm venturing into anymore. fantasy now. <laughs> um, we love you, See, Dad. there's another gray hair. <laughs> Every episode of this podcast is one more gray hair. I know. And we've got quite a few. Of this. We're at like 40 something episodes. We're slowly turning his beard white. Uh, and it has been my life's mission yes. to turn Dad into <laughs> prematurely gray. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? Phobias. Phobias. My goodness. Uh, what is? What do you think is the worst phobia you could have? That you don't have. Like if there was one that you were like, wow, that would really suck to have. I think like full on raging agoraphobia would probably be the worst one. I will agree with that because we've known people with full on raging agoraphobia. Like and I have like a little touch of it in that I do not like to leave my house. (laughs) But like it's not like I cannot leave my house. Like I think that would be. I frequently don't want to leave my house. I don't know if I'm afraid of it, though. Are you afraid I of it? I don't like... Does it give you anxiety? This is kind of part of the PTSD, too, is like, I don't like open spaces or large crowds of people. I mean, so, neither do I. But I've, I've always... I mean, I'm of... saying don't like as a euphemism. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> but like, I mean, I am shit, like, like pants shittingly terrified of large groups of people in large spaces. So have you ever so, been to, like, a Comic-Con? Yes, I have. And it was a, it was a fun couple hours, let me tell you. You, uh, you... Went with me to Monster Mania? Yes, and that was hell. Was it really? Yes, it was. That's why I left early and I gave my band to that kid who was throwing a temper tantrum because she came like three hours late and couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> because like it was the second we walked in there, it was just a complete press of bodies. Like you could barely move. I know. Well, like, it was like, a very was small like, space too to have a convention. It was a It was really in a hotel. Space. So it was like... The, it's it, grown far too popular for that. I agree. I think it space. should move to if it moved to like a smaller space in the Javits Center, I think they'd be fine. Yeah. But like normally I'm okay at Monster Mania because it is a smaller space and if there mm-hmm. are fewer people, there's there's enough walls and rooms and things that it gives the illusion that there are fewer people. Yeah. But yeah, no, that last time we went when it was just like it was trying to wade through the Dead Sea. I know. Like that no was that intended. that was too much. That was that was a lot. <laughs> like like I was there about twenty minutes and I was like, okay, I can go home now. I'm go- I'm going home now. Like I can't do this. I cannot really? do this. Yeah, no, I was having a panic attack. Huh. I'm <laughs> I d- getting I very personal notice. today on this podcast. I didn't. I d- no. I honestly didn't notice that you were that panicked. By no, it. it's one of those things that like if you ever see me like kind of like walk up and put my back to a wall and not move for a couple like twenty minutes, 
that's because I'm having a panic attack and I need to feel like there's something like behind me. Like supporting you? Not or, supporting, but or like, that, like shielding, shielding me. You. <laughs> I need to feel like I can see all possible ways that something could be coming at me. Huh. And that's, it's called hypervigilance. It's part of, again, it's part of PTSD. Hmm. So there's your psychoeducation for this week. <laughs> I didn't know that. I will say, I mean, again, I do not have PTSD and I know that this doesn't quite compare, but especially after all of the gun violence that's happened in in America. David and I went to a concert not that long ago and it was in like a it was in like a church basement in Philadelphia. And I remember we were kind of in the middle of the crowd and I remember thinking like, "Huh, there's really nowhere for me to go if something were to happen. And yeah, that's my again, help. not a phobia and I don't have PTSD. So it was not like it wasn't a full on panic attack, but it was like there was kind of this really m- morbid fear of like, well, what do I do? Where do I go? Because I started to have like a little bit of panic. Right. Now, here's the question. How long did that last? Uh, Maybe like three songs yeah that would have been the whole night for me yeah that would have been it i wouldn't even have been able to tell you who was playing yeah it would have been that would have been it i know so now that we've educated you on what phobias are (laughs) (laughs) and i've gotten again really personal um i mean i think that's fine i don't think there's anything wrong with it i'm not i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with it either or i wouldn't be saying it on here yeah, I'm I'm taking a Carrie Fisher approach to mental health these days, which is <laughs> this is what I've got. These are my meds. This is what I'm on. And fuck you. And honestly, I think it's for the best because I, I think you'll find there are a lot more people who have uh, a similar situation to you than you would have thought. Probably. And that's fine. I just I want to have license to throw glitter at people for no reason, which is the thing that Carrie Fisher did. All <laughs> I the remember time. you saying. Yeah, no, I just I. <laughs> The more I learned about Carrie Fisher's kind of struggles with mental health, the more I'm just kind of like, this person is my own personal hero and I want I want to grow up to be her. So <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely hope you do. I do too. I hope that the older you get, you just you just turn into Carrie Fisher. <laughs> because that would be a real joy for me. I want to come to that house with the with the bulldogs and the glitter. <laughs> the cats are staying. I'm sorry. But anyway, back well, you to could have cats and bulldogs. Yes, that's true. I could. The bulldogs I, I would have a hard Willow time would, change, I think or chasing them. Willow would probably move out. Them. Willow what? Willow would probably move out. My poor cat. She, would probably, she, she is a very high strung cat. I think she has three. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cat is the most high strung cat I have ever seen in my entire you know, life. It's kind of funny though. Like they're so good about me. Like and I don't. Again, getting personal. Like if I have a nightmare, Malcolm will like crawl up on my chest and bat at my face until I wake up. Really? Like, if I'm having a panic attack, Wally will come and sit on me. Hmm. Like, if I'm, like, having trouble focusing, like, even Mason, who is, you know, now all of, like, six months old, (laughs) will, like, toddle up to me and, like, put his claws on my pants and, like, pull at it so I'm paying attention to him. Yeah. It's like they can tell. I mean, they're, like, uncertified emotional support animals <laughs> basically yeah no but like at any given time i have four living things in my house that are constantly like you okay like familiars you, okay? you mean Shh. <laughs> i'm not a witch isn't that strange <laughs> my goodness no but yeah no all four of them 
have their own weird little like oh mama's having a full nutty let's go help her a out full nutty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a candy bar for crazy people i'm having it's a full accurate. nutty here it's for a bite <laughs> <laughs> i hope you realize that you just renamed the episode oh good <laughs> <laughs> i'm so pleased I can't i'm having a you. full nutty oh yeah <laughs> It sounds like either a candy bar for crazy people or a very strange sexual position. And I don't know which one. <laughs> Let's go with candy bar. <laughs> I'm okay What'd with candy bar. What'd you do last bar? night? Gave him the full nutty. <laughs> Ice cream novelty. I'll take any of that. I'm I'm running as far as I can with the full nutty. This the rest of this episode, as far as I'm concerned, is is full on full nutty. You know where that came from? No. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? Yes. I made you like something from Buffy. I never said I disliked things from (laughs) Buffy. I just don't love it as a show. (laughs) But that's what it is. So what if you don't love it as a show, you don't love it. I don't love it on as a as a complete thing. It's like I like little pieces of it, but I don't know like it's not one of my favorite shows. That's what it comes down to. That's fine. I'm not terribly compelled by the story. That's fine. It's not, but it's fine. <laughs> You're really upset about this. I'm not really upset about it. It's it's there is a Do you certain think vampires level of have phobias. I mean, I would argue the sun's probably, but that's a very <laughs> rational, that's a rational fear. fear. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Again, also kind of rational. a rational fear. Crosses, garlic, crosses. I would imagine, like the stuff that keeps them away. I wonder if they're afraid of like aioli. <laughs> no, but they hate pesto. <laughs> They just don't, they really don't like garlic. And so it's like, they start to have weird food-based fears. (laughs) They start asking people what they've had for dinner. It's like, is there there garlic in this eggplant rollatini? (laughs) Yes, it's eggplant rollatini. (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) And he's like, damn, now I can't eat this eggplant. Oh. Oh, right. I wasn't going to eat that anyway. I wasn't going to eat it anyway. (laughs) You didn't have any of the eggplant rollatini. No, but you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you think animals have phobias yes yes i do you answered that very quickly (laughs) are you speaking on personal experience so malcolm (laughs) i I love him very much but there have been occasions where i have like picked up a folding chair to move it to another room if you lift a chair from the ground he runs like you pulled a gun on him like like i don't know what he's expecting like he's in another life he he was was a cage wrestler yeah i think he was like a lion in a circus in a previous life and he sees the chair and goes oh here comes the whip i don't know what's going on he used to work in the wwe yeah but like he's just he's terrified of it like like any chair if you lift it off the floor he freaks out like you're gonna beat him with it i wonder there there are a few explanations i can think of for this and we got him when he was like six months old and he'd been picked up at like two weeks so i have a really hard time believing that somebody hit him with a chair yeah and i know you didn't i certainly didn't um there are a few possible reasons i could see for this a it's a very large thing that is now getting higher and apparently bigger because yeah, but he doesn't the, care about his 50 pound food bag that i lift <laughs> that, that, he doesn't give a shit because he knows what comes yeah. from it uh or i could see him being afraid because it's like a i want to say like a change of atmosphere but it's not just that it's like Things are not the way they're supposed to be. Like, the chair is not supposed to be in the air. It's supposed to be on the floor. I mean, that's possible. It's just he's the only one out of the four of them that gives a shit. 
Hmm. Like the other three will just watch it. The other three will be on the chair. If you lift up the chair, they're fine <laughs> with it. They don't give a crap. It's only Mal. What if you? What if it's like the sofa? When you move, does he freak out if the sofa's being carried or things like that? I mean, he's never been out and around when we're doing stuff like that because mm. we usually, um, honestly, they, 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 they spend the day at dad's house when we do shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I can't imagine like what it was that got him, but like, uh, clearly he has some kind of terrible association with it but i i don't know what it is i can't even imagine and there's no way for me to ever know so <laughs> i know you can't even ask him i know my poor buddy do you do any of the other cats have phobias uh willow has a phobia of Wally every other cat <laughs> specifically um but no not that i've not that i've seen mason's not afraid of anything uh, apparently that has been my experience with mason like mason doesn't give two shits he's like <laughs> You could probably walk like a fully grown German Shepherd into my house tomorrow and Mason would be like, you want to be friends? <laughs> <laughs> and the German Shepherd would probably go, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Mason is like lovably oblivious. Yeah. It's a little like actually owning Nermal yeah. from Garfield because he is also like unbearably cute. Do you think it's just that he's so young? It's kind of like what we were saying about young people, how like they don't have the life experience to yeah, be no, afraid of He's never of been hurt by anything. So there's yeah. no reason for him to be scared of anything. Yeah. Which I guess is, I mean, it's a good thing for him. I And arguably, I, I, I would hope that he never becomes afraid of things. Yeah, Because me too. it would mean that it's something, you know. I think the only thing he's starting to be afraid to. of is Wally, but that's because Wally doesn't like to play. Yeah. So Wally will turn around and smack him. But <laughs> <laughs> he always leaves his claws in. He's very good. Which is so strange because Wally likes to play with people. Yeah, he does. I th- Malca- or uh, Mason. <laughs> I think he doesn't like to play with Mason because we get upset because he's so much bigger than him. Because, like, Wally weighs, like, 14 pounds and Mason weighs six. So, like, Wally can do, like, the pile driver on Malcolm and Malcolm's going to be fine. If he does it with Mason, I'm going to get upset. And I but think he knows But you know he's going to be fine. He's a cat. They just bounce. He's still twice his size. Uh, we weren't supposed to be talking about phobias, and now we're talking about my fucking cats again. I would argue that this is a phobia. You're afraid of uh, some uh, irrational, you have some irrational fear it's of actually, your cats killing each it's, other. It's not that irrational for Wally to, like, put the kitten in a suplex. Like, like it's really not. Like, I've I mean, seen him try. But I've never, I've never seen a cat get injured that way. I have. In I've play? Seen, yeah. Malcolm has a handful of, like, cuts and things on his face from when he and Wally got a little too rough. Yeah, but he's fine. Yeah, no, he's fine, but I'd prefer not the scar. That's not, you know, like, I prefer not to clean up blood, if at all possible. I mean, accidents happen. Griffin got totally fucked up by Sassy. Yes, he did, but that, he, he kind of deserved that sometimes. <laughs> you would say that. I would argue otherwise. Well, I, kn- I know you would. But anyway, phobias. <laughs> phobias. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm always very interested to know, like, what animals experience when it comes to fear. Because it, it's so, like, the idea of what animals think about baffles me. Because it's so primitive. They don't have, I don't want to say they don't have language, but they don't have language the way we understand it. So yeah. it's like, how does, like, what is it's the an, thought process? Yeah, no, it's an unknowable thing. Yeah. And and that's the thing. We'll never know what they think or what they're afraid of or why they're afraid of it. Like tomorrow, like, someone's gonna come out with the dog translator. Tomorrow, Here I know. <laughs> and instantly, you just walk down the street. Feed me, feed me. I pooped there. That's mine. 
yeah, I don't know. Do you think sharks have phobias? Do you think they're afraid? I don't think sharks have higher thinking really at all. It's again, all this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And poop. It does poop. Hooper left that one out. He left out the pooping. Now don't you wish you could go back and amend that whole movie? I do not know. <laughs> it's all about the and also poop and also poop. And also poop. And also poop. Yeah, I don't know. I I I would love to know what sharks are afraid of, so that I could I could give them a taste of their own medicine. Fishermen. Fishermen. Um, specifically, um, shark fins, shark fin fishermen. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, I'm also afraid of shark fin fishermen. <laughs> They're not I, I terribly know, humane, like, that's, from, yeah, that's, uh, that's as far gross. as my understanding goes. Like, 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 listen, like, I completely understand, like, fishing. I, I get hunting for sustenance. I get all of that. But like, when you're cutting off three things off an animal and throwing it still alive back into the water, like, that's just gross. And those are things that they need to survive? Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> I mean, cutting off things in general, terrible. But then, no, like, I'm not saying... like, knowing that when you throw them back in the yeah. water, they are going to die. Yeah. Because they cannot navigate without them. Well, they're also bleeding out. Well, yes, yes. But yeah, no, it's just like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've got a real problem. Like, I don't care how you feel about sharks. Like, that's that's fucked up. It's one thing to be afraid of them, but I don't wish evil upon them. No. Except you want to give them a taste of their own medicine. Fear, not death. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I thought you I were I just want them to, to be like, like, I'm afraid of the sky. You're, you're like down there in a scuba outfit, like, dun, dun. Swimming up behind a tiger shark, like he's like, this guy's been following me for a long time. Is he singing? And then the shark is like, that's catchy. You know, this kind of makes me want to bite something. Oh wait, he's right there. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. It backfired. So. Good news and bad news. Oh, boy. Uh, we have come to the end of the episode. Oh, that's, a that's the bad news. But the good news is before we go, we have a new game to play. It's it's sort of a game. I would consider it a game. Okay. Uh, do you want to explain the game? Yeah. Essentially, to close out today, what's going to happen is I'm going to give Pissy like three or so phobias. I'm just going to give her the technical name. And she has to guess what the fear is <laughs> based on what I tell her. And um, Galileophobia. It is not Galileophobia. <laughs> so are you ready? I think I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I wouldn't if, if I were listening to this, <laughs> I would not have very high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell them what to I think. <laughs> don't tell them what to think. Okay. <laughs> so we'll start off with... Um, We'll start off with, with one that I have actually talked about on here before, so I mm-hmm. think you might get it. Cholrophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O. Fear of cauliflower. No. It's fear of clowns. Oh, well, let me... G- give me a couple guesses. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, Jeez. we'll do four then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just My jump bad. in there. Give me a chance. Okay. Next one's turophobia. Fear T- of turds. No. <laughs> Is that no. Terophobia. Is it fear of, of the ground? It is not. Fear of dirt? No, it is T-U-R, if that helps at all. Terophobia. Fear of things that are terrible. 
No. Tur- is that am I saying it right? Turophobia? I, I think so. If if you're saying it the same way I said it, T U R O phobia. Turophobia. Fear of traveling? No. Uh f- fear of uh, I don't know. What is it? It is the fear of cheese. Who the fuck is afraid <laughs> of cheese? My toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid of people who are afraid of cheese. That that should not even be a word. I'm taking it out of the dictionary. That is not it, a part of our lexicon It literally says here, anymore. some may fear one type of cheese, while others may fear cheese altogether. So somewhere out there, there's someone who's only afraid of brie. <laughs> and I'm sorry, because that's that's a terrible fear to have. I love brie. Listen, ShopRite is open for another few hours. We could go down and bake a brie. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for your next one? I think so. God. Um, phallophobia. OM phallophobia. Fear of uh hmm. Omphalophobia. Mm-hmm. Fear of penises with poor diction. No. <laughs> penises with poor diction. That's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> they have poor diction. But um uh omphalophobia. Fear of finality. No. A phalla. I mean, phalla to me means some kind of shaft. Mm. Right? Well, don't forget there's the ohm in front of it. Fear of yoga shafts. No. <laughs> you were totally unamused by that. You're like, no, that is not it. Um, Omphalophobia. Fear of. I don't know. What is it? It is the fear of belly buttons. <laughs> that makes no sense. How do you get umphala? Is, I, I is mean, that I'm Latin sure there, belly there's probably some kind of medical term that it comes from. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, no. Fear, fear of belly, of belly buttons. buttons. I can be. I can see being afraid of what's in a belly button, but what's but what's to be afraid of of a belly button? It doesn't even do anything. Are you, are you reading new phobias? No, I was I was getting the next one. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to hear okay. it. Okay. It is phobia. Fear of finding spiders in your shoes. No. Uh phobia? Yes. Wait, hold on. Arachabutyrophobia, maybe? Fear of of spiders wearing shoes. No. Fear of uh fear of things with many legs. No, I would keep in mind there is no N in there. It is not arachnobutrophobia. Araca? Yeah, it's araca. Fear of <clears throat> shoes on a shoe rack. No. F- fear of araca. Araca, f- f- what is it? Arachabutyrophobia, I think is how it's said. Give me a hint. Focus on the, um, there is a part of this that says spelled B-U-T-Y-R, and I would read that as butter. Fear of milk boots? No. <laughs> no. Fear of milk boots. It must be fear, of, or milk spiders. Oh my um, God, it's fear of milky spiders. Arachibuterophobia and J. And J. And J. 
Fear of peanut butter and jelly? Fear of peanut butter? No. It's very specific. Fear of almond butter? No. <laughs> Fear of spider butter? No, there's no spider butter. No. No. Um, what is you a, get what spider is reason, butter? You have to milk a spider. What is a reason you might have to drink a glass of milk after you eat it in a racket? It's spicy. It, your, your mouth, fear of your mouth getting stuck. Sort of. More specific than that. Fear of sticky mouth? No. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what it yes. is? It's literally the fear of peanut butter getting stuck to the roof of your mouth. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> That's dumb. Somebody has this. If it's you so have a rack of sticky phobia, <laughs> you are dumb. Oh, no. It's going to be like 30 people that I know. I have arachnophobia. <laughs> Butterphobia. I do. I definitely do not have a butterphobia. Oh, I don't either. I, I, <laughs> I, I would probably butter. be far better off if I did. <laughs> I know. Okay, if but only. I think that is the the end of our game. Really? That's the last one. Yes, that's the last one I had. There you, is another one. It's called chorophobia. If you want to give that one a shot. Fear of hearts. No. Fear of stopping hearts. No. C H O R. Fear of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. No. <laughs> Fear of uh being in the wrong voice part. No. Fear of think of the th- think about the the suffix eographer. Fear of dancing. Got it. Did I? Yes, you did. I got it. I'm a genius. I I don't mean to brag, but I am the smartest person alive. <laughs> Without question. It should be choreophobia instead of chorophobia. No, maybe. I, I, I don't actually know the Latin for that one, so... Cobraphobia. Oh. Fear of G.I. Joe. <laughs> Isn't that... Wouldn't cobraphobia be the fear that G.I. Joe has? I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm right. all messed up after this one. I know. This one was a long episode. It was it was a lot to to take apart. Yeah. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it though. I hope you've enjoyed your commute to work listening to this and wondering if you're going to die. Uh, please. <laughs> and you made it. <laughs> yeah. Please remember that uh, everything is terrible and will kill you. So until <laughs> next time, stay spoopy and remember. I'm afraid of ghosts and sheets with holes in them and regular sheets. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Hogwarts, Which House Are You?, available on YouTube from The Second City. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.